Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, this is Megan, and welcome to Genealogy Explorer, where we dive into the family history of listeners just like you. And today we have our first guest, Wen Huber. Hello, everyone. It's a pleasure to be the first guest on this podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everyone uh, maybe a little bit about your story and uh, where you're from and what you're doing now. Yeah, no problem. Uh, my name is Wen Huber, as you as you heard. Uh, I'm adopted from China. I was adopted at just six years old. Um, and I, I believe the, the province was, I'm going to butcher the name, but uh, Taiyuan Shanxi. Um, and I was adopted to a loving family uh, in Seattle, uh, which it's very rainy here, if you don't know, um, and <laughs> rainy and cold, which it is right now. Um, and currently, I'm a freelance videographer. I'm also a student at uni. And I make TikToks on the low. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, same here. That's yeah, that's how we met. We met through uh, TikTok. I saw he made a viral video talking about how he was looking for his family um, because what what was that? You said that um, you were adopted at six, but you were left at the orphanage when you were one. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, I was uh, I was abandoned at the the doorsteps, and uh, and then I was found the, the next day. Right. Right. You want to talk a little bit more about that or we can go into uh, like kind of what what steps we're kind of taking to find your family. But we can definitely go into that backstory for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, as far as we know now, we don't really know too much. Um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, all we all we can really go off of is the report that the orphanage gave to us. And, you know, the report essentially they discovered uh, a baby who was uh, just very ill. So me, I was very ill um, because I had burns on my body uh, from the from the fire, and also nobody knows how I was burned, which is another thing to think about. Um, so you know they have a baby on the doorsteps of their orphanage who's severely ill, um, and then they took me in immediately and got me the care that I needed. Um, so it, it's a pretty pretty interesting scenario to have been in and not really remember much from it too so right yeah that's kind of insane and I know we started to look um into newspaper articles of that like of maybe local fires during that time because they said uh, that they estimated you about a year old um so we can kind of get a time frame for when the incident occurred if it was maybe a house fire or if it was like a car accident or if it was something crazy like that where you had been injured and then left um at the orphanage so we were kind of going in that direction um but i know it's kind of difficult especially getting all of those uh digitalized excuse me archives of those newspapers right yeah yeah i mean you know as you know china has a lot of people (laughs) and so you know, trying to trying to find that specific newspaper at that specific time, it's it's, it's really mm-hmm. it's really difficult. However, you know, I, I think my story my story my scenario is is unique enough where I'm sure we can find something. But yeah, you know, mm-hmm. just a lot of people. So 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. I could imagine you couldn't even like, I mean, I, I'm thinking about how many fires could have happened on that one specific day, how many were reported, how many were even like talked about, you know, you would have no way of knowing, but I know you did do the, uh, the DNA on ancestry. Is that correct? Yeah, I did. I did the DNA. It was a gift for Christmas. You know, um, I tried mm-hmm. it out. I was super excited. It took really, it took a, a good amount of time for me to get my um, results back. Um, and then when I got the results, Oh yeah. It takes forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got the results and you know, it, it, sometimes they change the DNA based on their, well, they change the results, um, as science gets better. Um, and so mm-hmm. at one point, I was 1% Native American, but that's no longer a thing anymore, according to Ancestry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mine, mine changed, too. Originally, they were telling me I was 96% English. And I was like, that's a bit, oh. that's a lot. <laughs> and then it's, and then like recently, they updated it and it went down to 77. So it's, okay. it's definitely hard to tell. They base it off of how many people are doing it. And then they do it based on right. like the surveys and studies and it changes all the time but you said well let me go back you said you were a one percent native american and what was the other percentage what was the other percentage um Mm -hmm. i i believe i I think it was the other percentage was mostly uh mostly chinese and but then there was some i forget the name of it but it was um ah, what was it it's like something from Pakistan somewhere within that region and I was like oh that's so mm-hmm. interesting um and I was like oh that's so interesting because you know I don't know where I'm from so any info is just overall interesting uh I was sad though when they uh revised my results and they got rid of the one percent Native American I was like oh dang it <laughs> right because that could have been like a connection or something to like uh the other side of the world but it just seems like it's it's like kind of all in that one area it's yeah yeah as as they uh as like i said as science gets better you know they're they're really pinning it down um i think Mm -hmm. after reading a bunch of forums um facebook groups uh everyone recommends that i try out 23andme they say it's better Uh, i'm not sure what the validity of that is but um, I'm interested in trying that out sometime. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. What I've heard is that 23andMe is really good at kind of pinpointing like that breakdown, like your percentage of what, percentage of what. Like it's, uh, I think, I believe yeah. it's more accurate in terms of that. But if you're looking to connect with people you're related to, Ancestry has a way bigger pool is what I've heard. Like you'll connect with way more people on, on Ancestry if you're looking for people you're related to. Yeah, I've, I've heard uh, incredible stories, um, you know, relating to ancestry. And I'm like, oh, it'd be so cool if I was able to, you know, connect with somebody. Um, but that's, that's not the case for me as of now. But, you know, of course, you know, as, as it becomes more popular, um, you know, it's only going to get, there's only going to be more and more people doing it. Uh, so I think there's always right. a chance that I'll find something there. I know at one point, did you say you got in contact with a distant cousin of yours, right? Yes. Uh, so I, I, uh, I, so it's funny. I messaged every, every single person I, I had a connection with, whether it was like really small or a little bit closer. Uh, I messaged everyone. Uh, Hi, my name is Wen. Uh, just reaching out. would love to talk uh, if you have time to go over like, you know, just some uh, family history. I'm not really sure how invasive that was at the time uh, or- <laughs> Like my, myself was thinking, oh, of course they would, they would talk to me. <laughs> um, 
but maybe you know not everyone is is that open which is totally mm-hmm. fine i understand that um so i i only at that time i only had one person message me back and i think i messaged like 15 people um uh, so i was like oh dang, dang it but at least i got one person uh, mm-hmm. and and the she lived in california and we oh, wow. just kind of kept yeah yeah so we we just kind of kept in touch um she told me some history um some family history um and some things about her family um and then after i think a year just kind of you know commenting on each other's facebook posts here and there uh she happened to be in seattle for i I believe a wedding um and i was able to uh meet up with her and you know just kind of uh just say what's up um even though (laughs) wow that's incredible (laughs) right i mean even though i'm not really sure how strong the connection is um Mm -hmm. technically it's the closest thing i've got if that makes sense (laughs) right that's that's incredible like it's it's really interesting because i've I've messaged people and I've also harassed people on the low key because <laughs> um, I, I, I'm not even adopted. I'm totally like, I'm just way too curious about people that are like distantly related to me. So I was doing the same thing, except I didn't have as good of a reason. Um, but yeah. I would, I would message people who are like my third cousin, fourth cousin, but we share like, you know, the same distant, like whatever, great, great, great um grandparent. Right. And they would have pictures of, you know, them if I didn't have it and it helped fill out some um holes in the family tree so it would be interesting to see um like because I know I don't remember I don't remember what it was it was like third cousin or one first cousin twice removed it was something like that right yeah it wasn't too far away like I know the descendant shouldn't be too far out so um if you guys could figure out maybe where um who who's that common descendant would be and then working your way out and down and left and right on a family tree it would take a long time but um i think that would be uh probably the easiest way to figure it out at this point if she could you know connect with the people over there because i'm sure if your family I'm, I'm guessing your family would still be over there yeah yeah i mean i mean hopefully right um i don't really know too right. much um but actually so when i messaged those 15 people um a year later well yeah, so a year later, because only one person responded at that time, but um, of that 15 people, another person did reach out a year later, and I think I spoke to you about it before. Um, this this mm-hmm. person, I've never met them, but they live in they live in Chicago, and and we we exchanged a few conversations because um, I, I messaged her on I found her Instagram. <laughs> um, and I was able to find her Instagram and I messaged her and then she didn't respond until like literally a year later maybe it's wow. you know just a random person saying hey we're related uh talk to me um <laughs> uh, so it but it was cool uh, you know we have we have i've been on the phone i've um had conversations with her on the phone we've exchanged a few messages i call her cousin um it's kind of funny but she's closer in uh age with me which is pretty cool because um i feel like maybe she might be a little more interested in that than um my other uh supposed cousin right right and I know those uh the closer in relation uh excuse me the closer in relation it is I think it's more likely that you guys are related 
I think the farther out the relation is, the least like because it, it there is some error in um the ancestry pool, which is actually why they updated it a couple months ago and they took out like a huge chunk of our DNA connections and took out like if you don't like have th this much in connection, then they just uh, are got rid of it completely um oh really yeah yeah they upped the lowest amount of cent centimorgans and the um the length of all those dna matches they upped the the lowest uh point so that way you're more likely to connect with people that are actually related to you as opposed to someone who might be related to you which i think obviously oh, is okay. a good thing so that way you're not you know reaching yeah. out to people who you know have no relation to you and they just happen to be on there so Right. But you would have right. to like you would have to be like messaging people who are like the very very bottom of your DNA connections list who would like you know you wouldn't even be able to figure out how you would be related like those crazy yeah. distant relatives but um yeah I think the easiest way to find that connection is one find the um find exactly how you're related and then find that common ancestor and then work work your way down and find out if you know there was a fire or if there was you know someone who's missing a child like figure out yeah, um because yeah. clearly they can't like if they had you for like a year i mean i mean how how do you explain that away to your family it's very odd to me how no one like obviously someone noticed so someone would know if you yeah. connect to someone in your family eventually yeah uh it's pretty it's pretty crazy to think that if you go back far enough that you could supposedly find your parents, I think, but it would, of course, take a lot of work. Um, mm -hmm. And then with your expertise, I've been able to dig a little bit deeper and ask, I think, more meaningful questions uh, because mm -hmm. I'm kind of just going with this, with with nothing, with no, no insight, just really just going in there. Um, but I've gotten a lot of insight from, you know, your, your, the content you post um, and just the conversations we had. Uh, forums, Reddit pages, um, Facebook groups. It's it's all been such a such a a, a unique um, tool that I've been able to have the privilege to use. Right, like yeah, you want to be able to um, find like exactly how you're related. And the weird thing about the Centimorgans and all that is that you have like a um, likelihood of how you're related to someone. Um, like this person could be your second cousin twice removed, or they could be your first cousin three times removed. And you have to narrow yeah. down exactly which one it is. Otherwise, it'll be way harder to figure out um, where the, where your parents are on their tree because your parents are on their tree and, you know, uh, probably a lot closer than people would think. Because when people think, oh, my first cousin twice removed, that sounds so far away. That just means your grandparents cousin. I, I don't think people realize that. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even realize that because there's so many, I never fully, fully grasped the concept of like all the way from, I mean, I understand cousin, but then when it goes to first, second, third, fourth, fifth, uh, that's, that's mm -hmm. the whole new ball ballpark for me. Um, and I, yeah, you explained that very well though. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't remember what, uh, what did it say on, on, um, on your DNA connection? I don't remember what it said exactly. I, I think it was just it was it was a third cousin um but i could be wrong those second cousins first cousins whatever they're actually way closer in relation to you than it sounds yeah. um which you know it, you might not want to be like oh i don't want to reach out to my third cousin they won't even know 
like who I am or what like the family or anything but you know they could know like for example I reached out to a third cousin of mine and they knew my grandfather oh wow Wow. Yeah, like, because uh, my grandfather died, like, before I was born, and he had my dad really late, and so we didn't really get to know him at all, and um, I DNA connected with um, a third cousin, and he was like, oh, yeah, my whole family knows your grandfather, and I was Whoa. like, oh, very cool. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's, in- I was like, that's insane, like, so that's how we were able to reconnect with that side, but, you know, that's a completely like well that was in England um that whole side of the family is in England which is where I'm from and where my dad is right now but um so I guess that's a a little easier um because they already had like a family tree group chat on Facebook and they were all actively looking so I think it's a lot easier yeah yeah they were also looking kind of not for specifically us but they were just looking for more family so I think if both sides are looking for each other it's a lot easier than if one side is just looking if that makes sense yeah i i read a story uh pretty recently where this family from um I be- from china i believe they were looking for their their last son um and they found him through i believe facial recognition which is pretty crazy and then they did a dna test to confirm wow <laughs> and it was them so it's um it's definitely gonna be a lot easier to find them if they want to be found but if they're not trying to be found then it's gonna make it a little bit more difficult oh for sure like if they're not like if they don't want to be found and the fact that they you know left you in front of an orphanage with severe burns on you at the age of one i can't imagine they're like you know hopping out of their seat to be like oh we did that that was us thanks that was us hey look over here like i can't imagine they'd be like you know actively i'm, I'm sure you know they'd be happy maybe to like you know get back in contact with you but I yeah. don't know how that works over there in terms of like reputation and all that. I don't know if it would matter that much, but. You know, I've, yeah. I've wondered that same thing because actually, because I was like, oh, why would they not want to meet me? I'm one Huber. <laughs> 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 um, and my, 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 uh, my mom's just like, well, you know, uh, maybe if, because no one really knows why they left me. So they could have left me at the doorsteps because let's say they couldn't afford to pay for my surgeries and they knew that the orphanage would take care of me um, or they just didn't like me, something like that, which that's not the case. Come on. Just a baby. <laughs> I'm just joking. Just but, a baby. You know, yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't know the real situation. Um, so it's really hard, mm-hmm. but it would be, uh, it would be, it'd be so fascinating to meet them and just to, just to kind of see what I what I came from and just to hear more about their side um, and of the story because I've only mm-hmm. I've only lived this side uh, but it'd be so so cool to know their side so I know you were um, in like you were so you were left there at one years one year old and then you got adopted at six so can you tell me a little bit about your adopted family yes uh, they they love me very much you know as a family should. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> they're they're very very cool people. Um, you know, it's not. It takes a very special family or very unique family to adopt in the first place. But then also, oh for sure. Yeah, but then also to adopt someone, you know, with with like severe burns on their body and like I needed a prosthetic leg. Um, so that's something they had to also consider. They also had to consider uh my emotional uh balance you know just 
they don't really know what kind of kid I would grow up to be if I would be, um, you know, you could get really, really just in a deep, dark spot. Um, and, I, and I'm and I'm glad that I didn't uh, go in that direction and that I'm the happy person I am today. Um, right. And I'm glad that they took the chance on me. Um, yeah, I mean, it's they're, they're extremely loving. I have uh, three sisters, one brother. Um, it's not a fair fight. It's a it's a three <laughs> V two. <laughs> one more brother one more brother (laughs) just one more even it out (laughs) yeah yeah no but um my siblings they're they're amazing um we have a pretty diverse family so it's Mm -hmm. pretty cool to see the different sides of everyone um you know when we go to family gatherings and everyone sees us you know we we look pretty pretty different and it's it's pretty cool um but yeah super loving family Love them to death. Shout out to them. <laughs> are your are your siblings adopted too? No. So uh, no. Um, my mom my mom married married uh, I believe twice. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, different different dads. So oh, um, gotcha. But yeah, I'm the only adopted one. Right. So like half siblings, adopted siblings. You know, just a very diverse modern family. <laughs> yeah, essentially, pretty much. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I feel that I have a half sister, too. But you know, it doesn't make a difference. Like people are always like, Oh, well, she's your half sister. I'm like, eh, it's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've known her just as long as I've known all my other ones. So it's it's fine. It's the same. It feels the same. So I understand that. Well, and also, I grew up in, in a pretty remote area, there wasn't too much diversity in the town. So I just, mm-hmm. I never really saw anybody who looked like me. So I, I kind of just felt like I was one of them, if that makes sense. I didn't right. feel really any different. Um, people would ask me all the time, like um, adoptees would ask me like, oh, did you ever feel like this way? Or did you, did you ever feel like you weren't like loved as much? Or did you ever feel like there was favorites? And I was like, what? <laughs> people do that? <laughs> like people Aww. have those biases. I just, I, I was a pretty oblivious as a kid, uh, which is good and bad, but um I was gonna ask uh did you know you were adopted because I know you were adopted pretty late in like in your childhood did you know you were adopted from the start yeah I mean my dad's white my mom's half black half white so (laughs) I mean I don't know yeah I didn't I well you know as a kid I don't know if you know people kids even notice that stuff right uh yeah my like my parents have never like made it a secret or try to wait for me to get to a certain age I think I just kind of came to that conclusion I could tell that they they weren't exactly like there's something different you know (laughs) right yeah but I didn't I don't think I I think I knew it I just didn't think I knew that term adopted or the concept of it but something was different gotcha so you never had like the big adoption talk or anything like that where they sat you down they're like okay son we have some news. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? No, <laughs> this I've is never... crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never, I've never uh, been in that situation. Uh, my parents mm-hmm. have been pretty transparent um, with anything I want to know with um, oh, that's related good. to my story. Yeah, it's pretty cool that, um, you know, because some people say, oh, maybe your parents would feel sad that you're looking for your biological parents. And I said, well, I don't think so. I think they, I mean, from what I've asked, like they they really care about me. They want they want me to be happy and they want me to know 
um, and meet my biological parents if that's if that's a possibility like they would they would never stop me from doing that right that was actually going to be my next question is if they were supportive of this whole um journey to find your family but that's really good to hear because i know some adopted parents um they they kind of feel weird about it so that's good that they are supportive of that considering it's so hard to do honestly like I get yeah. so many messages about like, you know, from adopted people who are like, oh, can you help me find my my biological parents? And I'm like, well, is it a closed or an open adoption? Do you know even know their names? Yeah. Have you done the DNA yeah. tests? Like there's yeah. only so much you can do. It's, it's you know, it gets really hard. And I'm sure you know that <laughs> just from being adopted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, they've been, they've been, uh, they've been very supportive. Um, and I, and I, I feel bad sometimes when I'm not able to find more information to kind of report back to them because they're like mm -hmm. they're pretty they're pretty invested in, in my uh, my research. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty cute. Uh, I would love to you know find them one day. It'd be it'd be crazy to connect my uh, my parents with my biological parents, which I I consider them parents. You know, I don't have right. a different name for them. Yeah when you find them would you um travel over there to go meet them 100 percent. i mean well actually <laughs> as long as they were like reciprocative of that feeling too right you know? um 100 percent. it'd be oh man i would probably cry not gonna lie <laughs> um i'd be like oh my goodness that that's it'd be, i don't know i don't even know i've thought about this moment where um i'm flying over to see them i know it would be an emotional um an exciting just crazy experience overall um but yeah i would i would definitely fly over there and i'm also very very thankful for the current uh the current place i'm at in my life and mm -hmm. i technically owe it all to them so it would just be although you know it happened in the not most fun way i think it still had to happen in order for me to get here um, and I don't think I'd right. ever change that. Um, and so I think it would just be really cool to meet them regardless of, you know, what really happened. Cause I'm still thankful that it happened because I'm here today. Right. Cause like at the end of the day, no matter like how the incident happened or why they left you there, it might've just been better either way. Cause you, you know, turned out like really like, I don't know what the right word for this is. Like you turned out <laughs> like happy and like yeah, with a great yeah. adopted family and they gave you the best life well your your biological parents gave you the best life that they could with what resources they had so well what it seems like but yeah like I'm I and I recognize that as time progressed is like when I was younger I, I didn't really recognize how um fortunate I was until you know hearing about other stories of other adoptees and just people having to move family to family and that was not my um situation and i was very fortunate and very thankful for that 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 worked out all great mm -hmm. um so yeah it's it's i'm very fortunate uh, regard regardless of what i find out you know about my past so i lived um i lived with a foster family so they, they kind of just watched over me mm -hmm. um and then i do remember leaving them because you know when you're a kid you don't really know too much but i thought they were my parents like I don't know I just Aww. and then when I was leaving because I was leaving with these strangers at the time um hopping on a flight I'm like I've never been on an airplane what is this 
um, and and yeah, I I definitely remember crying because I I didn't know what was happening because I was so young, um, mm -hmm. and you're being taken away by these strangers um, from people who you thought were your parents. Um, yeah, it was it was a it was a crazy emotional experience, um, but turned out great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you just land. What did you? Um, I'm sorry, you left China and you came to the United States. Did you go straight to Seattle, or were you anywhere before that? Well, you know, like uh, us Washingtonians, you know, when we say Seattle, that's just because like the people don't know the, the other little cities. So <laughs> no, I totally did, get that. I, like in North Carolina, you just say you just say Charlotte. You don't say anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, you say any other city, people are gonna be like, huh? Oh, okay. So, so Seattle you, area. You yeah, yeah. Um, I got I, you. But we lived, like we lived an hour north of Seattle and. And it was, I, we lived on the farm and it was very secluded from anything. I was also homeschooled. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, I was very, very secluded from a lot of things, um, which, you know, some, some might like that, some might, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the, uh, I lived that farm life, took care of the chickens, rode horses. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's great. Like, like that was immediately after uh, getting adopted, you went straight to the farm outside of seattle yeah that's 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 how it happened just that's, that boom that's life. a huge change <laughs> i will say though like although i was sad on the airplane because i didn't know what was happening i i came mm -hmm. around christmas time um when i got adopted i came around i came around in december so um immediately you know people were telling me that all these gifts were mine and i'm like what like because i'm i don't remember celebrating christmas before that like because it's I don't think they celebrate it in China um so uh when I got maybe here, not to the extent that we do yeah yeah so like when I, got, <laughs> when I got here I'm just like whoa okay maybe it's not so bad I get all these gifts <laughs> but, but <laughs> they won you over with the Christmas presents <laughs> yeah I was like okay you know it's, it's not too shabby I guess I can make it work <laughs> but I am glad that they're um that they're supportive of you finding your family and um what did you say what region was it again that um that you're from just for anyone listening who might know anything yeah um well i'm probably gonna butcher the name um i don't mean to but it's it's a uh, i believe it's mm -hmm. i believe it's t-a-i uh y-u-a-n-s-h-a-n and then XI, I could be wrong, but um, I have it in my TikTok video. So <laughs> it's somewhere in there. Oh, for sure. What's your uh, TikTok at for anyone listening and interested in watching your videos to see if they can help you out? Yeah, uh, well, you can find my TikTok at Wen Huber. I got that uh, consistent branding with my name, W-E-N-H-U-B-E-R. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. And what's the next step here? What's, are you trying anything else? I know you were talking about 23andMe. Are you trying anything else in terms of um, finding uh, your family? Or are you just going to keep messaging your cousin and trying to work on that family tree together? Great question. Yeah. Well, so um, I kind of put a halt on my TikTok. I actually deleted the app um, just because I kind of wanted to kind of get more information before I make another video. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to make it seem like I'm dragging it out. I really want to make this a progress people can follow, um, just as well as for anybody else watching who 
genuinely is getting um, just good advice by watching my video and, and learning how they can also find their um, parents possibly. Um, but as far as the next steps, I really just think that um, reaching out to more forums and figuring out what I can do to really integrate myself into the system over there because you know taking these tests like the ancestry and the 23andme it's great and all however if you're really trying to connect with the people in china i think you're better off doing their genealogy programs mm -hmm. um also like you know my tiktoks um like they don't make it to China because they have their own version of TikTok, Douyin. They get they have like a whole different for you page and they can't they don't even see our videos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean I and luckily I've had I've had some friends who are actually from China and they recommended me some sources to check out. So, you know, just kind of browsing and figuring out um reading more information about what I can do next is going to be helpful. Just kind of hearing other people's mm -hmm. stories as well and learning from um, them. There's a, there's a documentary. It's called one child nation. It's a, it's a great movie. I think it's on Amazon prime, uh, but it talks, it, it talks about, it's this lady and she talks about um, her process of finding her parents. Uh, she talks about, the uh the dark side of it as well of the 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 adoption mm -hmm. side um because there's some there's some really interesting stuff that goes on that you would not even think that goes on oh yeah or at least for me <laughs> i was like i was very surprised um but yeah so just really immersing myself in as much information as i can and i think that's all i can do at, right now um especially with covid and all that you know oh yeah there's like nothing like in terms of like travel yeah. and all that it's like you can try to immerse yourself in the community from online but um in terms of travel it's not happening probably yeah for now i think, I think it, it's still okay yeah i mean you know more people are online so hopefully i can you know get access to those people that uh have more knowledge on that mm -hmm. topic oh well. yeah yeah for sure that'll definitely help you get like into the community itself you might run into someone who might know something someone who might not even be related to you someone who might just know your family and know that situation you know maybe someone will think hey you know i know a family you know however many years ago where that situation happened and they gave up their baby you know something like that could randomly happen and you know you just have to get into that community that area to um break into that kind of group of people who might know them yeah i mean like i i guess i can kind of switch this back to you and say like i know you spoke a little bit about this but what really made you dive deep into the the genealogy world oh yeah well i um i'm i live in the united states but i was born in england and i migrated here um well sorry i immigrated here with my mother and sister um, and never really got to connect with that family, um, like over there besides like phone calls and a few video calls, but never really got to see them, um, because, you know, plane, plane tickets are so expensive. Um, so we never really got to visit each other ever. Um, but then I went back for the first time in 20 years last summer. Um, well, I guess summer of 2019, um, but I went to see them for the first time in 20 years. I got to see my grandmother, my great grandmother, my grandfather, my cousins, uncles, aunts, everyone for the first time in 20 years. And it just made me realize, oh, I don't know 
anything. <laughs> like, I don't know anything about our family history. I don't even know how I'm related to some of these people. Like, cause we had this big family reunion and I walked in and it was like a surprise family reunion. There was like 50 or 60 people there, uh, but I didn't know how I was related to all of them. So, um, that's when I was, you know, all right, I'll, I'll build the family tree and I'll figure out how I'm related to everyone. And then it kind of just, grew from there I started um like I sat down with my dad while I was over there because my dad lives over there too yeah. and we sat down together and we just started building a family tree because he didn't know much about his side either um because that was on my mom's side and I didn't, definitely didn't know much about my dad's side because a lot of people on that side have passed away um so we just started building and building and then I just became obsessed with it and I was doing it every single day and then I started doing it for other people every single day yeah. and then it kind of grew into this TikTok thing and then <laughs> you know, here we are, but yeah, I kind of, I, I, you know, I'm not adopted and I know my family. So it's definitely not the same story as yours or not as, um, you know, I have the privilege of knowing who they are, but you know, it's something you get obsessed with really fast. Once you, you know, start diving into it and finding pictures of your great grandparents and great grandparents that I'm, you know, lucky enough to have that documented online. So yeah, I think I think it's really cool that we're able to have this conversation and talk about it just because we both come from different uh, uh, scenarios, situations. Um, you know, you come mm -hmm. from your family and, you know, you're kind of really just even diving into um, the history of your family, whereas my side mm -hmm. is I'm trying to find someone who's even remotely related. I think it's really cool because we can share some ideas and share some things about um, just even our lives, but also uh, our perspectives. Cause I, I think it's really fascinating that you're able to just really dive deep and, and just mm -hmm. learn so much about your family and have those family reunions. Cause that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty uh, exciting as well. Oh yeah. Trust me. Like before, before that I hadn't been in a room with people who I was like blood related to like more than like two or three people in like 20 years. So oh, wow. we were both kind of like disconnected from our families, but in different ways, like me in a much less way than you, but you know, it's very like, you know, I feel like I'm making up for lost time for all the time that I, you know, didn't get to really know them or didn't really get to explore that history. So it's, uh, it's definitely something you kind of, you know, jump into and, don't really come out of until you know everything you need to know and with stuff like this you know it feels never-ending like you could always build up higher on the family tree and people are always having kids so you got to add more and you know right. you can always find more documents more pictures so it's just a never-ending thing um and then obviously with you you know until you find your parents it's gonna be like that yeah well what's what's kind of funny about um you know for my future the next generation for my kids and kids 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 uh, what's funny is everyone in my family, uh, because I, I have three sisters and then one brother, but my brother has a different last name than me. Um, and so mm -hmm. I'm the only one in my family and extended family. That's a, that's a guy that would essentially carry on the name. So Hubert mm -hmm. went from this German, um, white name <laughs> and then, and then because I they adopted <laughs> me now, it's now. I'm the only person carrying this name on now with the Huber. <laughs> and so it's, it's pretty funny. It's going, now it's going to be like an Asian, um, Asian line, you know, you know? Oh yeah. Like Seattle area or wherever you end up, like you'll have like, you'll grow a family of like Hubers who are like 
Asian, half Asian, whatever. Yeah. It's, you know, it's crazy how like a name could like switch like that. Just do something like adoption or like, you know, having children with someone of a different race yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It's crazy. Cause I see those flips all the time in people's family trees. Really? really? Like, uh, Oh, Oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like, well, the like kind of a sadder example of that are um are slaves who take on their slave owners' last names and then oh. they carry down those white names into African American families. So things like that happen too. Like you see that you see family um last names switch like that in terms of like um heritage, cultural background, stuff like that. So um adoptions oh, will do the same thing like you said and um marrying into families and you know having children with different people and like yeah it's crazy how how a last name can take on so many different identities yeah I mean just thinking about my kids 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 you know when they when they look at when they do try ancestry which will probably be way better than the one I'm I'm doing right currently uh they're gonna be able to mm -hmm. look at the history and they're gonna be like whoa I didn't know this name was you know previously majority um white people before mm -hmm. but it's it's uh it's pretty cool I, I I'm holding the holding the torch right now <laughs> oh yeah that'll be cool for them they'll to to whenever they find out their their great 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 grand grandfather was adopted but then it's going to be frustrating if you haven't found like your parents and they'll be like oh well in terms of biological family trees that's a dead end but you can d go on the adopted route but yeah because I've run into um, grandparents, like great, great, whatever, who are, who are adopted, but um, then haven't found anything past that. Because adoptions are just so hard on ancestry for some reason. They don't document it very well. But um, yeah, they'll be like, oh, he was adopted. Okay, let's figure this out. And it'd be really funny if like your great, great, great grandparents, or sorry, your great, great, great grandkids <laughs> figured it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like if they were like, they made a video like, like my, my grand parent great 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 grandparent uh couldn't find his parents but we found him that'd be that'd be crazy <laughs> oh yeah if they had like the technology to figure it out and then they ended up finding your parents but way too late like, dang it. <laughs> like oh great Better late than never, <laughs> but yeah uh, ad adoptions are so frustrating for like uh like like obviously in real life it's wonderful but in terms of genealogy it can be frustrating because a lot of the times it's just brick walls and like hard to find anything biological past that so i can um understand their hurt and their struggle <laughs> like yeah. later on if we're not if we're not able to find anything it's going to be a struggle for them <laughs> yeah i mean you know with all this process i try not to let myself get I mean, I'm, I'm invested in it, but I would not be, mm -hmm. I don't want to get so invested that I'm, I'm just, this is my life. This is my obsession that I need to find out. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm in a fortunate situation where I, I'm, I'm in a good spot. Um, I don't need to know. It's definitely a want. It's definitely um, would be a nice, uh, nicer thing to know. Um, Cause that's, that's, but for some people, you know, they have, might have medical conditions and they might, want to know because they don't know, have any medical history because that that's kind of what it was for me when I anytime I went to the hospital um, I would have no medical history except for just you know it all starts with me because and so it would, it would just be it would just be n not the best experience um, it's better to know but I'm not going to make it my whole life trying to figure out or I won't be sad too sad if I can't uh, 
but I'm sure I'm sure right. something I'll find some information about them you know whether it's whether I'm older or later um, but I think the key is to not get too upset if you can't um, so kind of go into it with those expectations that you won't mm -hmm. necessarily but still have those standards that you know your goal that you're aiming for if that makes sense Oh, for sure. Yeah. You don't want it to consume everything, but you still want to work towards it because, you know, that moment where you find you find them and fly over there and all that, that's, you know, something that I feel like anyone would, you know, love to have that experience. Yeah, that that the day the day that happens, uh, it will be it will be so crazy. You can expect multiple multiple TikToks to be made if that happens. <laughs> oh yeah, you'll have to re-download the app. <laughs> I'll have to re-download the app. Who knows? Ellen's gonna be like, look at this story, it's crazy, or something like that. Uh, yes, Ellen. Yeah, we gotta get you on Ellen so that way um, you know, we can reach reach further than TikTok will let us or however however uh far this part podcast will go, we gotta go further. So try to find someone who knows something. Uh, I guess that's the goal at the end of the day. Uh, I was gonna. I was just gonna say, yeah. When I when I made those TikToks, it was kind of the early stages of TikTok, so there was a lot. The audience wasn't as mature. Um, so although I get a lot of views, most of those views came from a younger audience. Um, and so as far as like trying to get my story out there to someone who's actually uh, able to provide some some valuable knowledge, not. A lot of people have provided some valuable knowledge, but um, just more extensive, I would say, um, you know, now mm -hmm. would be a better time um, to, to try to extend that reach, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, there's definitely way more people on TikTok now than there was even just a year ago, like a year yeah. ago is mostly kids, teenagers. And now we've got like actual professionals and like people yeah. like adults people who have connections like people who travel people who know people like it's really grown people like you people um with different niches because before it was just really uh fast and uh you know fast content it wasn't necessarily meaningful content but we have a lot of new creators coming in um such as yourself and so now's the perfect time to really 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 uh go in and just try to share your story if you have an interesting story and you think it's worth you know sharing and telling others about oh yeah and the reach on videos on tiktok nowadays they go way further like when i first started tiktok two years ago you can make a video and it would get like a thousand views two thousand views maybe like that yeah, was that was like yeah. a viral tiktok as a video having two thousand views but you know i've had videos i've had like two or three videos go into like the millions like just yeah. because there's so many people on there now and you have like a way way wider reach so um yeah now is the time especially um to reach out to people and see who can help you out with you know whatever story you're trying to tell whatever your whatever information you're trying to look for it's just definitely now is the time for that yeah and you're and you're you're killing it you're killing it because when we first started talking i think you had around 20k and now you're at 75k the road to 100k oh yeah the road to 100k it's uh it's it's slow going sometimes it's like if you get a video to pop off on there you'll get like 15,000 followers in one day and then you know all the other times you're getting like 10 followers 20 followers just that slow climb so but you know i yeah, i enjoy yeah. doing it yeah i think you're creating um you're creating a 
a well-rounded audience that you're you'll be able to eventually um mm -hmm. go and have it convert to youtube if that was ever the plan and you oh, can yeah. create more in-depth videos and and i think that would be such such just such interesting content um additionally to the content that you already post um so yeah i think it's 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 pretty cool um what the platform has allowed me to do and allowed others to do uh, i've definitely also gained a interesting a different perspective because when you know, when i was telling my story um this is probably comes from my oblivious side but i i didn't i never heard other stories that were similar to mine so i kind of had that idea that i was sort of the odd one out the kind of like the only one that was had that story but as I posted these videos, just more and more people reached out to me saying, wow, like, I can't believe someone else has uh, a story similar to mine. Like people would send me those messages and I'd be like, whoa, that's, that's just, it's, it's phenomenal um, what this platform has allowed, allowed um, creators to do and, and, and viewers as well. It's just, it's crazy. Oh yeah. It's TikTok is the easiest uh, app. It's the easiest social media platform to blow up on. Um, if you want a story to be told, if you want a story to get out there, then that's the easiest way you can do it. That's what I tell everyone. All right. So where can they find you again on social media? Yes, you can. They can find me anywhere on social media uh, by just searching my name at Wenhuber. So that's W-E-N-H-U-B-E-R. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. And so if anyone out there knows anything, if you are even from the area, maybe you're somehow hearing this or you know someone from yeah. that area, uh, you know, give me or him a shout. My email is genealogyexplorerpodcast at gmail.com. Send me an email if you know anything. And also, of course, you can always send me an email if you have a cool story or if you have something you want to share on the podcast. That's where you'll be able to send that message. I, I appreciate you coming on here when uh, and I appreciate you telling your story and um if anything pops up if any any new information pops up he'll post it on his social media for anyone listening and maybe we'll do an episode two and uh like i said i appreciate you coming on here when i appreciate you for having me on it's a pleasure and an honor to be the first um i look forward <laughs> to your future podcast everyone you must if you've made it this far you must follow <laughs> this amazing creator <laughs> so again thank you so i much. appreciate it thank you thank you thank you all right thanks for listening everyone bye-bye bye, -bye. bye, -bye. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.